Hello, and welcome to the Wednesday Word. This is a podcast of Desert Spring United Methodist Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Wednesday Word is a midweek refresh and discussion of Pastor David's Wednesday devotionals. The Wednesday devotionals are related to the Sunday sermon in some way. It could be an expansion on a theme or a different twist, but we'll always be talking about something related to Sunday sermon. If you missed Sunday sermon and you want to check that out, please go to Desert Springs website at desertspringchurch.com. Our format is to read Pastor David's devotional for today and stop along the way to hear stories and discuss our struggles and triumphs in our faith journeys. And we would love to get your take on today's discussion. If you're watching or listening where you can leave a comment, we would love to read what you have to say. Today's guests are Dan Harper and Karen Wooliver. Um, Dan, can you please introduce yourself and say a little about your role at Desert Spring? My name is, uh, again, is Dan Harper, or Daniel is my Christian name. Uh, I, have, I am the di- Director of Operations for the Desert Springs Community Resource Center, which we've, we started about a year ago to help people in our community. It started out to be with needs and food needs and then and now it's growing into all different areas in the community and the city yeah and and dan i have the pleasure of serving with dan on staff and uh, dan is a powerful witness for christ because he is always willing to stop what he was doing to help people who need help and um, is a real asset to our community so thank you dan for that um, we also have uh, Karen Wooliver. Hi, Karen. Can you uh, introduce yourself and say a little about your role at Desert Spring? Hi, I'm Karen Wooliver, and I'm the uh, treasurer of the church, and I'm also the Stephen leader. That means I'm the leader of the Stephen ministers in the church, and I've been with the church about six years, and this is my home. Truly is my home. Yeah. And in case for people who don't know, the Stephen ministers provide one-to-one Christ-centered care for those who are hurting, grieving, or um, other are experiencing some kind of trouble in their life, correct? Correct, and it can be any kind of trouble, actually. Yes, yes, loneliness, depression. It's a wonderful, wonderful ministry, and I appreciate your willingness to lead that. And because we also serve on staff together, I have been witness to you jumping in wherever you are needed uh, from making morning coffee to providing a, a joke or something at our staff meetings. And, and it's always a pleasure to uh, work alongside of you and to serve our Lord with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. My name is Ann Hardy. I'm the director of outreach at Desert Spring. And that means that I get uh, have communication roles within the church, and I also uh, do some marketing. But the thing that I'm really enjoying right now, besides this podcast, is hosting online worship on Sunday mornings um, and providing live prayer opportunities for our, our um, online services on Sunday mornings. So having a good time with that. Thanks. Thank you both for being here. You bet. Let's begin by, to, by reading uh, today's devotional. Uh, the scripture for today is John chapter 8, verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, 
but will have the light of life. And Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. In the Gospels, we read many names for Jesus. Son of Mary, Son of God, Christ, which means anointed one, Messiah, Savior, Bread of Life, the Way, the Truth, and the Life, the Good Shepherd, the Resurrection and the Life, Teacher or Rabbi, Healer, and many more. All of these names help us understand something about Jesus. One of Pastor David's favorites is Good Shepherd. Shepherd is a wonderful metaphor with a richness of meaning, protector, provider, guide, and more. Add to the metaphor of shepherd the adjective good, and the name brings great comfort to Pastor David's life. As you think about these and other names for Jesus, do you have a favorite? If so, what does that name for Jesus mean to you? What does it tell you about Jesus and your relationship with him? Karen, would you like to start us off? I really think of him as the light of the world, and then that's what he is to me. Um, the light when I feel his presence and the light of him and the warmth of that light as it surrounds me and as it guides me throughout the day. I have a favorite saying that's followed me pretty much throughout my life and that's when you come to the end of all the light that you have and you make that first step into the darkness of the unknown, you must believe one of two things, that you will have something stolid to stand upon or you will be taught how to fly and that's always what he's been for me is something solid to stand upon is he has taught me how to fly and it's always been that light that i've been able to turn to mm. and it's always been the solidness of that light and one of my favorite chapters in the bible and verses is john one through five and the fact that he is the word and he was the word and he was the light that overcame the darkness and that the light the darkness will never overcome the light and that to me is just always stays with me that he is mm -hmm. the light that surrounds me all the time so light of the world yeah is what is yeah. my favorite yeah me too and, it, and i think it's a favorite of many and as a matter of fact i brought my bible here because uh john those first five verses of john um, it are so meaningful a description to Jesus for me as well. Yeah, I have that on my mirror. So when I dry my hair in the morning, <laughs> I read it quite often because that just, it just sticks with me. That is just really one of my favorite passages. Right, right. So you could say comforter is yes. one of your favorite yes. descriptions of Jesus as well. Yes. Awesome. Great, thanks. Dan, how about you? Well, I've always believed him to be my savior. Uh, my Supreme Father. Uh, I go to him when I feel I need directions or where I feel that I need help and ask for his help. And certainly I've been lucky enough that I've been successful in business in the past and now I am on a trail that he's leading me to, I believe that. Uh, so he's just someone that I can go to when I need help and he gives me a clear picture it takes away some of the fog you know that's yeah yeah so helper yeah, right yeah yeah 
and and Good Shepherd, I think, would probably fall into that too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I, uh, I mean, I've been going to church for since I was very young. My one of my best friends took me to church for the first time, and we went and saw Billy. Uh, what's his name? Bill Graham. Billy Graham three times when wow. I was really young. Yeah, so. And I've, he's always been with me. I kind of strayed, you know, at times in my life. I think everybody has at times in their lives. But uh, he's always been there, so I really believe he, he's the leader for me. Amen. By the grace of God, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, for me, my favorite name for Jesus is the Word. And um, because of John uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. And I brought my Bible. I don't have it memorized like Karen. Uh, but I just want to read this uh, because it's so meaningful for all three of us, I think. Um, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Amen. Amen. That Bible looks like it's been used. A bit. Yeah, you know, I bought this one secondhand, <laughs> and it now it's probably about fifth, <laughs> fifth hand. <laughs> it's well, well loved. Well loved. Yeah, yeah. well loved. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. So, um, Pastor David says in the Gospel of John, Jesus says, "I am the light of the world." What does light do? It reveals what is present but otherwise unseen. It pushes back darkness. Some light provides warmth. Light is a wonderful metaphor for Jesus. Amen. I think we, all three of us, can agree with Pastor David on that one. So, uh, Dan, what does Jesus' name, Light of the World, mean to you? Well, the Light of the World, to me, is something that he's overseen much more than uh, just myself and and. United States or anything, he's there for everybody if they want to reach out to him. Uh, I also think also that light also energizes me tremendously when I think about it, uh, and I, I believe he'll he'll be there for uh, anyone that really wants to. Have that light will come upon you if you really want to open your heart to him, and you, I really believe that. I love I love what you just said about the light energizing you. Yeah. Um, that's that's profound. It's it's not something that I could really say that I've thought about. You know, when I think about what energizes me. Right. Um, the light of the world, unfortunately, is not one of my top answers, and right. I appreciate you uh, framing that out for me. Oh. Yeah, Karen. I, it's, I look at it a lot as, as Dan does, and some days, you know, you, you watch the news and you just get so, I just can't hear another piece of bad news. And then you think about God and you think about Jesus and you think, for I have overcome the world. Mm-hmm. And you think about him as the light of the world and you know that he's still in charge. No matter what, he is still in charge. He is still the light of the world. And he has still overcome the world. And he still will. And he is still the light of the world. And you have to hang on to that. And you have to let that energize you. You have to let that burn in your heart. 
that he is still the light of the world and he will still overcome the world. That's right. That's right. And I and I kind of think of that two-sided coin of Jesus being the light and then he's and then the uh, John says uh, the light is the life of people. Yes. And so it's light mm-hmm. and the light is life. Yes. And it's so it's like it, it's just blows my mind. I, I mean if that that just sounds like a direct quote from God to right. me. Right. You know, it's so profound. Uh, when Pastor David thinks about the name Light of the World, he thinks about what it is that Jesus reveals to us. And if he attempts to summarize uh, what Jesus reveals, there's so much to try to summarize. He reveals God's reign or the kingdom of God. Jesus gives us glimpses into God's kingdom. And because Jesus is the light of the world, we can see Jesus' light in the world. We can see the glimpses of the kingdom of God all around us. We live in a world filled with bad news. Life is difficult right now. We have so many concerns and threats all around us. The pandemic rages on. Fires and hurricanes bring devastation. Afghanistan is breaking our hearts. We watch the news, and what we hear is hard to sit through. Yet even in times like this, we can see the light of Jesus shining. In John chapter 1, we hear that a great light has come into this world, speaking of Jesus, and the darkness cannot overcome it. Darkness cannot overcome light. Light always overcomes darkness. Do you think about all that is going on in the, as you think about all that is going on in the world today, where do you see the light of Christ shining? Karen. I see it, you know, when you watch some of the acts of kindness, you know, every once in a while you'll see on TV and there's, there's people that do outstanding acts of kindness. When they rescue people from the hurricanes, when people do outstanding acts to go in by themselves to rescue someone whose house is flooded, and I don't mean first responders, I mean neighbors right. going in and helping people pick up the pieces or after a big fire, people go in and they give of themselves to go in and help their neighbor and they help them pick up the pieces. Or even in everyday life, I will watch someone go out of their way to help someone open a door or pick up something if they see someone drop something or give their place in line. Even just little random acts of kindness like that you know that there are still people out there. There's still light in this world. When you see people do just even little tiny acts of kindness, you know that it's still out there. You know that the light is still there and it's still burning. And it's not just older people, it's young people. Mm -hmm. If I can use an example, young people like Grant, young people like Chris, there's still little acts of kindness. You see it all the time in young people doing this so you know it's still there it's still burning absolutely and um uh pastor david's not this past sunday but the sunday before i think his sermon said you know even not to diminish small acts of service and kindness um in the kingdom of god that that every act of kindness has meaning and it it also reminds me of um fred rogers Mr. Rogers. Yes. He was a a great Christian and a pastor, I believe. 
But he said that when he was a little boy and he got scared from what he saw in the news, his mom would say to him, look for God's helpers. You, in, in all of this horrible things that happen, you will see people helping. Mm-hmm. And so I think of that when we are just inundated with all of this that's yes. going on. Yes. Yeah. Dan, any uh, thoughts there? Well, I think that this the past few years or 10 years, 20 years that uh, we've allowed our our wonderful TV to put on too much violence on TV for this next generation. I think the the video games are a, a terrible thing for the next generation. There's no there's no Christian video games that I've seen. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I think there's so much more we can do. Uh, Jesus gives us hope, and that's the, the main thing. When I watch the news, and it's all negative, and I think, but I always have that hope that he's there to step in, as Karen said, with a volunteer saving someone or a nurse who's worked all day to save 30 patients from the COVID, I mean, there's so much good out there that we, we could also see on TV and, and do for people. And uh, that's what I believe, and that's what I hope will start happening more and more. I mean, yeah. that's all we can do. I see so much good in, in my food distributions. Uh, every other week we do food distributions, and the volunteers that come out. And uh, they have a really good time, and they help people. And, and when you leave there, you feel really good. And Karen's been one of them to help yeah. out there many so times. It's so much fun to do that. It's and it just makes so you feel good. Fun. So it's there. It's just, where do we go with it? Yeah, it's yeah. just so much fun. Yeah, when Pastor David asked this question, Dan, one of the things that was f- foremost in my mind was the food distributions um, and just everything going on at Desert Spring, you know, I think I see Desert Spring as being a light in our community. Um, And with Stephen Ministers, you know, being able to provide Christ like one-on-one care to people who are hurting Uh and the the food distributions and, you know, our worship services and and the youth ministries and the children's just so, such a light for our community. Um, and, And it it gives me heart that people, even though there's an ocean of need, we can each give a drop and make a difference and and help one person. Or we we can do what we oh, can yeah, do. Oh yeah, you bet. Takes one at a time, I guess. Yeah, one yeah. step. You can only do one step at a time, one day at a time, one yeah. little step. You may not think that one little step helps, but each little step adds up. It does. It does, and my my daughter, who's in her young, early 20s, says that the need around her is so overwhelming that she feels uh, paralyzed by it. And I said, you can do what you can do. You're, you are only one person, but you are one person. That's what I tell my son. Yeah, That's and you can do it. You can help, right? So Pastor David says the metaphor is light, is not only used for Jesus. Jesus, who said of himself, I am the light of the world, also said to his followers, you are the light of the world. He was talking about you and me. Jesus' light shines through the lives of his followers. At the end of last Sunday's sermon, he said, every act of kindness, every act of love, 
every act of acceptance and inclusion shines light into this world, revealing the ways God is at work in this world. Think for a moment about the ways the light of Christ is shining through you. What is one way you are bringing the light of Christ to this world? Dan, I can I could answer this question for you. What do you think? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I right now with the the food distribution, the, the pantries, and going over to Sandy Valley almost every other week to help with them. I I mean, I have, and I don't even. It's funny, I don't even think about it. You, you just do it. I don't think about it when I'm helping people. I think about it is if there's a need. I'm there, you know. Uh, when people call and, and they're recently, a lady called and her husband had tried to commit suicide, and now mm-hmm. he's in a mental hospital, and she needed food, and and uh, she had two or three children, and I dropped what I did and went down and got her some food. I mean, that's it's simple enough. There's nobody I don't think in America that should be starving the amount of food we throw away. <laughs> so uh, that's one big thing that I feel real good about that our church is involved in that now. And there are so many other areas we can get involved in, but it's just going to take a little work, a little organization, probably a little bit of donations and money too. So mm-hmm. we'll get there. That's how I how I see my mm-hmm. role in yeah. helping. And, and I see the light of Christ shining through you even before the Community Resource Center and the food distributions um, in the way that you took care of people for our fellowship events. Right. and lovingly put together large fellowship events uh, for your brothers and sisters here at the church. I hope we can have our chili cook-off again. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that, a fun one. That was a, that was a fun <laughs> one. So even before then, I, yeah. I can see the light of Christ shining through you. Karen? Well, I think not only being the Stephen leader, I mean, I want to bring Stephen ministry more and more into the, the open so that more and more people know about us and think about us and... Um, know that we're here and bring us, you know, so that more and more people know about us and can use us. And I want to be able to have our Stephen ministers do more than they do now and bring them into other areas of ministry. But I think not only that, I think just in my personal life, I can do more by doing random acts of kindness myself, you know, try to be more courteous to clerks in stores Mm -hmm. and knowing that they're having a bad day, that I can be kind to them, you know, no matter what, even if I've had to wait in line long, still try to be kind to them when I see them and and ask them how their day is going or give them a nice smile, even though they may not see it behind my mask, or uh, tell them to have a blessed day. Or if I see someone that needs the door open for them, try and stop and open the door. But do my own random acts of kindness out in the world besides doing what I'm doing here at church, but mm-hmm. try to carry that out in my personal life as well. Yeah, yeah, and I see that in your role as treasurer, um, you are so have such a uh, God filter through the use of money in the church um, and money being a tool to reach people and to um, educate staff on their roles here. You've never once flapped around when I've spent a bunch of money on education and and I just appreciate your uh, warmth and your giving and uh, your presence as our treasurer. I appreciate that. And that's you know that's how I feel that I can be more useful to you. It's mean it's not my role to just grab the money. It's my role to help <laughs> right. you use it 
for whatever you can for the do. kingdom of God. Correct. Yeah, yeah, and I and I appreciate um, your attitude of abundance um, that God will provide what we need. Right. Um, at the church, so we have a gen- very generous congregation. We have. A, we are blessed, <laughs> blessed yes, with are. a very generous. Congregation. Hallelujah. Yes. yes. Amen. Amen. Um, I hope I'm bringing the light of Christ to this world. I, I, I try, you know, it's a difficult question to answer because you kind of don't want to bra- sound like yes. you're bragging or something yeah. like that. But um, again, I'm, I'm pulling out my, my personal Bible here to um, John chapter 11. Um, I was recently in prayer and Jesus, I just thought, I you know, I don't know what I'm doing. What the heck is going on in my life and in my walk with Christ? And and I was given this, um, I was given these couple of verses, and I just wanted to share it. This is John chapter 11, verse 51 and 52. He did not say this on his own, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was about to die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but to gather into one the dispersed children of God. And, and it just hit me between the eyes. Gather into one the dispersed children of God. And so I figure my role in communications and in being a host for online worship, that's what I'm trying to do, is gather into one the dispersed children of God. So I pray that, um, that God use me in, in that role. Well, I think you bring together all those people that are out there that are still afraid to maybe come to church that you know they still need something they need someone to bring them together rather than just sitting online and watching that they have someone out there that they can talk to they can bring them into the fold yeah. still yeah i agree there are people who are not ready yet to gather in person mm-hmm. and so gathering online becomes all the more important and right. offering community and prayer and chat and so forth yeah thank you mm-hmm. pastor david has one last thought During the sermon, when talking about how Christians live their lives, he said, the world is watching. What do you hope people see in you? Karen, what do you hope people see in you? My goodness. I hope they see, um, I hope they see somebody who's kind and um, I hope they see a Christian and I hope that they see someone who's um, filled with love. Well, you check all that boxes, all the boxes for me. So, yeah. Dan, how about you? Well, I guess I'd, I'd like to think that they would see me as understanding and uh, loving, of course, uh, helpful, uh, a good neighbor, uh, good family man, a Christian in his ways, not perfect by any means, but uh, you, you thrive for that. Uh, I Strong and helpful. I, mm-hmm. I, I like to feel that. Yeah, and again, I, I think you are all those things. I could use any one of those words to describe you. So um, I, um, I hope people see the love and acceptance of God when they look at me and it's it's kind of a personal uh, journey to welcome 
people and to create welcoming spaces for people, whether that's online or in person. Mm -hmm. and, and I hope that they can see in those welcoming spaces that God loves them and God accepts them for who they are. Um, and then Pastor David says, God bless you. Oh, and you've done so much for the church oh, and you gosh, continue yes. to do so much. Uh, I mean, I couldn't have got nearly all this stuff done at the food uh, distribution without your help promoting it. I mean, that was very important to us, and it's going to continue to be important to us. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate that. always welcomed everyone with such love. Mm. She certainly welcomed me with love and yeah. given me love in the times that I've needed it, that's for sure. Thank you. I appreciate the encouragement and support. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for spending your time with us. Um, if you're listening, don't forget to let us know your thoughts and, and your stories of how God is working in your life. I'd like to thank our guests, Dan Harper and Karen Wolliver. If you are watching the video of this podcast, please know that the audio version is available to you through SoundCloud, through Apple Music, and Spotify. If you'd like to look at the devotional in text form, you can do that on our website and through our social media. So if you would join me in prayer, I'd like to, to say a little prayer, please. Thank you, loving God, <clears throat> for people who invest their time and their energy into us. Thank you for Dan Harper and for Karen Wolliver. We also thank you for Pastor David, who writes the sermon and devotional and shares your love with us. Thank you for all those listening who have shared a small, who are going to share a small portion of their faith stories with us. Uh, amen. amen. Have a great